And welcome to the ETEL podcast for November 13th, 2018. This is podcast number 66. And today we're joined with some, some, some special guests and new hosts in the podcast. Um, obviously, I'm William Sellers, one of your hosts. I'm Eric Malatesta. But we have some new people in the, we have some new ETEL uh, employees on the podcast today. I'll introduce Lee Martin. Hello, Lee Martin here. And Lee is one of our um, uh, account managers with yes. the ETEL business data center side. And she is critical to be on today's podcast because we have a special podcast coming up for everyone today. Oh, the next person I'll introduce is Kyle Mancuso. Hey. And Kyle, uh, you work on our delivery services team, right? That's so correct. tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, typical system engineering, uh, hardware support, uh, a little bit of cloud support, things like that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You're basically the interface with our customers after we finish the sales process and, engin- and sales engineering process, we hand things over to delivery services to help implement. That is my team, correct. Right, And then your team works with Eric's team when you need additional services or additional support from the engineering side to make to make all the solutions we offer our customers work. Kyle's yep. downplaying it. Kyle basically does all of the managed services. Yep. There you go. And managed services, sure. Cool. However, today, today's podcast, we're not going to talk about a white paper. We're not going to talk about, you know, some technology that we do or service that we do in the data center. We're going to talk and we're going to, we're going to highlight one of our customers. Okay. So I want to introduce Jake Bolda with Veluzo Companies. Hey, how's, how's everyone doing? Doing good. Um, Jake, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what are your roles and responsibilities? Kind of what is, what, who are you? And what do you do for Veluzo Companies? And then we'll, we'll kind of go through some of the things that we have today that we want to talk about. All right. Well, I'm the uh, Director of Infrastructure for Veluzo Companies. Uh, I basically take care of uh, all of the C- uh, support as well as the systems administration for, uh, for them and their main offices. Um, we have uh, 57 uh, – we operate 57 McDonald's restaurants and uh, – Day to day, I uh, I answer a lot of questions and I take a lot of phone calls concerning our stores, primarily uh, whether it be repairs, um, big equipment purchases. Uh, uh, originally was uh, primarily on the IT side up until recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the IT side, I would uh, answer uh, questions on upgrading our stores, planning out uh, schedules for installs. And it's quite a task whenever you have 50 different locations, and we're now up to 57. Uh, we just acquired seven stores up in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Um, that's been a challenge in itself. Um, learning how to deal with something so far out of our current realm, you know, with it being three hours away, it's it's been... A learning experience. It's a lot of windshield time probably too, right? Because there's only so much you can do remotely. So let's talk a little bit about what Veluzo Companies is. Because before um, I actually started working with you, I really didn't know what Veluzo Companies did. And then I quickly found out, oh my goodness, it's you guys support or own the franchises to either all or a large majority of the McDonald's fast food restaurants that are here in the Baton Rouge area, right? That is correct. Um, so, Veluzos, they've been around this area for a while. Um, uh, the, I believe it was Doc Veluzo. He was an initial uh, franchisee, and then mm-hmm. it was handed down to his son, Charlie. And then now it's to John Veluzo, which is Charlie's son. And so, um, 
we've had a lot of tenure in this area and it all started you know with mcdonald's with one store um a new prospect for them and then it's just just grew um with the involvement in the communities and the the love for the work uh, and for the stores you know we've been able to grow and just uh just thrive in it uh from there you know as they kept growing and growing we uh uh had to build our infrastructure mm-hmm. You know, you you have to get a, a location. You have to have special people. Um, your uh, your accounts payable, accounts receivable. You know, all of that. And then uh, it it was actually in the I think late 1990s, whenever they created their first IT department, mm-hmm. you know, a department dedicated to you know dealing with all the uh, IT needs. Right. And so. Uh, we had, well, actually, John had the first what McDonald's now affectionately calls the OTP program, which is Operations Technical Persons, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a dedicated team to just take care of all the computers. Right. And I started back then in I think 2001 doing that. However, I was oh, crew, wow. I was crew person before that. Oh um, wow! I started I think in '97. Um, I was, uh, nope, sorry, 98. It's been a while. That's a good 20-year tenure. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So you know the business is what we're trying to <laughs> What we're yes, saying is you, yes. you know the business, <laughs> and you were able to see uh, how technology gets its way, works its way into any type of business, whether if it's you know, medical, restaurant, whatever. It's basically everything is, is IT-driven or IT will support the business objectives, right? So even to yes. fry and, 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 and uh, grill up burgers. Oh yeah, they're they're coding computers. They're coding C plus plus in the background while they're flipping your burger. <laughs> they're maintaining the you know the, they're maintaining the infrastructure at that store. And honestly, I went into McDonald's. So several weeks ago, my son was talking to me. He's like, "Hey, I went to McDonald's and it's it's like walking into an Apple store, right? It's like <laughs> it is very high tech." And I was like, "What? You know, last time I went into McDonald's because I typically don't eat fast food, but um, you can eat healthily at a McDonald's actually." And I went in. It's like, okay, I'm going to eat at a McDonald's. I'm going to go check out what my son's talking about because he's like, "Dad, there's kiosks there, touch screen ordering." And I was like, "What? You know, at a McDonald's, really?" And, um, you know, I was hungry one evening, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a salad. I can eat relatively healthy. Um, and Fries. Went, I didn't get the fries. You always go to McDonald's for the fries. I know. I know. They have the best fries, right? Or their apple pies are delicious. Nice. I'm just saying. But I haven't had one in years, but, you know, I'm you know a, you I may splurge. a pie a la mode and get the pie with ice cream on top. Oh, yeah. Really? The ice cream. They'll put it together pie. for you? Yeah. They, I know they at least used to. That used to be... What I would get for my break food back in the day. We nice. All the McDonald's hacks. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> is there like okay. is there like a hidden menu like at Starbucks? You have like the hidden menu, and is there a hidden menu in, in McDonald's stores? Um, if we need to take this offline, we'll take it offline out of the podcast. But yeah, now, there's always uh, those items that are not shown. You know, it's not as bad as Taco Bell. You know, yeah. Taco Bell has hundreds of things, <laughs> but uh, but McDonald's. They used to have all those uh, menu item keys. However, they have been cleaning them up a little bit. Yeah. But uh, you can always make it happen. <laughs> nice. Nice. So I go into the McDonald's, and I'm like, I'm going to order a salad. So the first thing I do when I walk in the door, really, if you've been to any modern redesigned McDonald's, they're very 
it, it is just a different experience, right? It's very clean. They've always been clean, but now there's a level of you can tell there's tech that people interact with. So I walk up. There's like two or four kiosks uh, that are all these really nice large touchscreen uh, panels that uh, you can go up and you order. You literally walk up to it. You say, I want to order something. You pick from your menu. As you're ordering, it tells you your, your calorie count and your nutritional things. So you're not doing that with somebody behind the counter anymore? No. Well, you oh. can. Okay. You can. There's there's definitely people who are behind the registers who will take your order if you want to have that, that interaction. Talk to someone. But it is nice to go to the kiosk, click, 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 submit. And it tells you the calorie count. Tell you the calorie right count and, and all that kind of good stuff. So you're, you're actively knowing what you're eating, right? Um, and then you actually pay for it right, right there. Right there on the kiosk. Right there on the yeah. kiosk. Okay, you actually awesome. can do uh, Apple Pay or any NFC. I think any NFC transactions. Yes. You got a phone. You got an Android. You got an iPhone. Hopefully everyone's using iPhones. Once again, technology right there. When is yeah. right. when is McDonald's going to start taking Bitcoin? Um you know? Oh, there's an answer. <laughs> you know they I are. That was right? a joke question. <laughs> I, I know it's been uh, strike that from the record. <laughs> I, I think Bitcoin is too volatile right now to uh, uh, for them to see it as true and honest currency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Valid point. So I have some. I ha- I don't have a full Bitcoin, but I have some uh, yeah, I percentage a of a Bitcoin. Uh-huh. Yeah. And honestly, I, I've, I've never felt the need to go, let me pay for this with the Bitcoin. I think I bought a domain name one time and they took Bitcoin. So I, I used it just, you know, yeah. to use it because I had it and see what the process was like. It was, you know, fairly quick and painless. You know how many hamburgers you can get with one Bitcoin? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. What, are, what are they? Hundreds and hundreds of More still important about $6,000 a calorie point. count. Yeah, right. Yeah. So when you pay for the Bitcoin, does it right. say one billion calories? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But the point is, is these, these, these stores... These 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 restaurants are becoming more and more uh, tech enabled, more and more looking at the customer base and what customers are wanting, and that's what they're providing, and they're providing it in a very very fantastic way. Not only from going into a kiosk, which is cool. The the other thing is there's an app for your phone. Mm-hmm. I was going to mention that. That is also really cool because literally I can launch the McDonald's app on my phone. There's a menu, so basically the same experience that I would get at a kiosk. I can get on my phone even before I get to McDonald's. I can go there, have my menu items selected, uh, actually pay mm-hmm. for my meal while I'm on route to McDonald's. And then you pull into this little slot. You say, I'm in slot two, three, whatever. And the person comes in, the attendant brings out your food to you. Yep. Mobile ordering is an amazing thing. Uh, just just across um, all, all different platforms, uh, it takes the waiting out. You get exactly what you've ordered. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no loss in communication between ordering and you know receiving your food. Um, it, I feel like it's one of the best kept secrets at McDonald's, but it's also part of something that we're uh, moving forward to, which is called Vision 2020, and that's where it's going to be. These kiosks, they're going to be across all McDonald's. So uh, that's. Yeah, so that, that's just making our, our experience better because I can tell you right now, if I can order on my phone, that makes me more apt to go to McDonald's because that's one thing I don't like is getting in that line mm-hmm. and waiting for the person that doesn't know what they want and then mm-hmm. they're trying to give you the, their, their pennies and dimes and nickels to the, to the people and uh, you're waiting forever for everything. They drop their quarters outside their door and they're getting out of their car to go get that. Yeah. Know? 
Yeah. yeah. It's still, however, you know, with all this all this automation, all this convenience of, of modern technology, there still is a need for the people in the back preparing the food. And honestly, it just takes out some of the the pain points of what uh, maybe a user experience would be, right? If I go to a kiosk, I don't feel rushed. I don't feel like, oh, man, you know, I don't know what I want, and I'm going to be waiting the attendant, you know, maybe they're trying to do other things. Um, it takes that piece out. Mm-hmm. You know, you still have the attendants there who, when people do want to actually go, just go to the store and go to McDonald's and order with a person. That's totally fine. But there still is interaction with people, and I think that's important to know that the technology is taking away some of the pain points or some of the time-consuming things and actually making the experience with the attendant actually better because I ordered. And the first thing I did was I went to the attendant. And I was like, this is so cool. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and we talked literally for a couple of minutes just about the experience and what her, you know, what her day-to-day job was like. And she actually says, I really like being able to have the ordering done. And then the person can come talk to me or if there's something I need to change. And it's, it's, it's actually more of a personal experience, even though we're using technology to kind of automate some things. There still is that human touch. Yeah, in this day and age, uh, there's a lot of people that just want to get in, do what they can, and uh, just take care of it themselves instead of having, you know, to stand in line and wait in, you know, next person, next person. And again, it does. It still comes back to order accuracy. Right. You know, you can you pick exactly what you want because that's always the biggest point of contention in. Uh, you know, for for drive-through, if there is something not clear with the headset system, you know, just for that day, you know, something gets ordered wrong or something is heard wrong, you know, it'll cause a problem and ultimately you get bad reviews. This is all about you know making sure the customer gets what they want. Yep, yep. So I definitely feel it, it's it, it technology from my aspect is completely important to to Veluzo companies. So it sounds like they've got a lot of technology involved with running these stores not just the accounting systems and the you know the hr systems and all that but they even got technology running in the stores and and doing a lot of the heavy lifting there oh absolutely so as you were saying the back-end infrastructure you know you're, the things every business has to have accounting uh hr you know the, these things that run the back-end business are still there and and continuing to utilize um technology right but now you have to think about network connectivity to these stores. You have to think about um, the, the panels and infrastructure needed to run the software, to run these kiosks, and make sure that everything is, is working properly. So um, definitely importance, and really, and we see this amongst the whole business industry as technology is, is integrated with that. Um, so talking about how you're here and what is your relationship with the Intel business, um, I guess to start off, we were, you know, when Lee was working with you guys, right? Lee was actually right. doing account management work. Right, correct. And Lee, you want to talk a little bit about kind of what, um, sure. kind of what, kind of what brought us together? Yeah, origin story. Okay, so um, got into kind of the account review and contract reviews that we do try to do on a quarterly basis with our customers, and Jake was newer to his role. And so I sent out an email to introduce myself as his account manager and to onboard that process and get into what solutions Veluzo Company had with Etel Business. And at that point in time, it was backup only. So whenever we have those account reviews and talk about backup, of course, our questions will start being, okay, what is this current solution? What does the business need? It's there for, 
and with backup specifically, what's your recovery time objective? Is this current solution meeting that for you? And then from there, we dig into more questions like road mapping. Um, are you fully virtualized? Do you have any kind of tech wish list stuff that we can help with consulting, budgeting, any things like that? And so during that account review, just kind of talked about what Jake's day-to-day -day life was. And it mm -hmm. was very busy. Yeah. He was on the road a lot at a lot of different stores. So kind of to me, what triggered was infrastructure as a service. But I'm, you know, I'm not going to build infrastructure. I'm not an architect or anything like that. So that was just kind of what was red light in my head. So got with our sales engineer team, let them know that the call was had, asked Jake if we could follow up with a call with them and do some more consulting from there. And then um, we were lucky enough to be able to go on site because you're right around the corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was actually me because yes, I was will. the system engineer, who, uh, the sales engineer who was involved with your your account. And literally, we Lee and I went to meet with you for the initial meeting, and we sat down and we started talking about backups. And then you literally, I think the next thing you were saying was, "I have hardware that I need to get upgraded. What do I do?" You know, and and you were already comfortable with virtualization, uh, so that was a big hurdle that you had already kind of faced. Is that you weren't going to. You know, you weren't running conventional standard servers or hardware, physical hardware. You were actually already into virtualization on premises, but you were faced with hardware upgrade. You know, some of the hardware was getting old. Um, you know, and, and getting up to getting on the latest versions of VMware. You're a VMware shop, so uh, that was some of the challenges we noticed initially to help you with. Yeah, the timing could not have been more perfect, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, the 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 IT director role, which I had originally started with, um, taking care of all the stores, keeping all of our projects moving forward, making sure this because the stores really they come first, um, and then our our office infrastructure, it it was just time, and whenever I finally got to sit down with you, yeah, uh, with you two, I was saying, oh look, there's so much more we can do. And, I, and so I was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest things that we find when we talk to customers is they may not be aware of everything we can do. And, you know, a lot of times with the history of our company is well known for backups and data, data protection, disaster recovery. But a lot of times we'll find customers that are like, look, I need to go buy hardware. You know, they come to us maybe for hardware recommendations and we're like, hey, hang on a second. What about cloud or or public or private cloud, right? And um, I think it's good to, to have that interaction with the customers to, to let customers know these are things we can provide to you. And what we did for, for, for Jake and for Veluza companies, we really looked at, you know, facing hardware upgrades. Is it more, mm -hmm. is, it, is it a better situation to look at cloud or infrastructure as a service? And that's when we started going down that, that exploratory road is looking at the resources you're consuming, uh, what are your resource needs? And then we made a decision and, and worked with you on this of, hey, do we want to do public cloud? Which, when I say public cloud, we're talking about Etel's public cloud that's powered by VMware. You know, mm -hmm. we're basically a VMware shop. So from, from, and I'll talk a little bit about what's the difference between public and private cloud, because uh, sometimes that question gets get asked no matter how much we talk about it. Mm -hmm. And public cloud really is where. We give the customer the resources, and, and this is all based on virtualization, right? So when we talk about cloud, we're talking about basically virtualization um, with the aspect of infrastructure. Um, we give customers the resources, the CPU, disk, RAM, and networking without having to have 
the dependency and of management of the ESX environment, the, the underlying hypervisor. And we find that customers who have small to medium resource needs really take advantage of the value of public cloud. You know, there, there are some limitations, obviously. You don't have direct con um, you know, communication with the hypervisor. You're just consuming the resources in a shared environment. And that works out for a lot of customers who are, like I said, small to medium or want to be able to scale without having a penalty of buying hardware. Um, when we talk about private cloud, that is where we actually dedicate hardware for a customer. We still manage it and maintain it, but you have full access to the, the hypervisor. You see your vCenter server. You see your underlying hosts and can really do whatever you want. We find most customers tend to do public cloud because there's the value is there, uh, but we have the ability to do private cloud for people and have, actually give them dedicated resources, right, where we support the hardware, the virtualization, the licensing of VMware. So it's something that makes things really and, good for customers. And truly, in, in the private cloud, you, you have the, the the benefit of owning and looking at the hardware, right? So sometimes you buy hard, you will, you'll buy the private cloud because you want to have all the resources dedicated to you, but at the same time, you still don't want to manage the ESX and you don't want to manage the the server, the CPU, and the RAM. You don't want to replace you know a motherboards and stuff of that nature. Right. So that's where you know the Etel business private cloud can come into benefit for you. You can let us manage all that. We have a full team dedicated to that that can take care of all your RAM needs, all your and if you know you're hey we're creeping up past our M plus one, hey we slam in another server, you know you're up to date, you got more resources, and you keep going, and they're still dedicated to you. We're managing it. You don't have to buy anything; it's just added on the fly. Yeah, and the good thing is, and this is what I, I benefit. I will say one of the benefits of working with Etel businesses when we find that hey your your needs are outgrowing what we can do with public cloud it's very easy to transition you from public cloud to private cloud and make that transition as you grow with your company, right? As you require more resources, we typically will, through our account managers, look at what you're consuming, look at your, 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 your what you're spending and say, hey, you know what, Jake, we think that you're going to get more benefit and cost savings to move from public to private cloud. And we'd review these with you, I think, every every few, like every six months or so? Well, we look at it quarterly, depending on... Quarterly. You know, kind of depending on the size or how frequent it might be needed. If you're new to public cloud, which we just spun that up for mm -hmm. you, we're going to look at you quarterly. So every three months, I'll kind of reach out and see if if anything's any kind of red flags, if you're over or under allocated for any reasons, or see a spike in growth or spike in support cases. Yep, <laughs> that's yep. a big trigger. But we do have other formal exercises that we do every quarter. We kind of look at different things like the number of support cases that you have during the from the last account review and we can see different different kind of triggers that okay we need to dig in more and look at these solutions so. yep and with either solution you still get kyle right so you still have a guy that can come <laughs> in here no i mean that's, i think that's very important to, to bring up because you know kyle's going to be the guy that jake's on the road and and he says man i'm having an issue with a server and, and while he's driving he can't take care of that but he a simple phone call Kyle's already looking at it. Kyle's working on it. He's figuring out what's going on. He can either engage the Veluzo team mm -hmm. at their offices or the infrastructure right. team on our side, and he can work out whatever the problem is and get it going. By the time Jake gets to Jackson, right. know, he's done. He's up and running. He didn't have to worry about it. And that's really one of the benefits of actually working with Etel Business is because not only are we giving you the infrastructure, we're giving you you know the, the onboarding. You have people on the back end through delivery, our delivery services team that not only know – 
the infrastructure on our side, but they also know the things that Jake is dealing with. Oh, and, yeah. and Jake will call and say, hey, I'm having a problem with XYZ server. I don't really know what the problem is. Can you look at it? And right. we'll go back and help you take care of that problem. And, you know, the longer we build our relationship, the more tighter and we understand what your needs are. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, a, a, you know, it's really a truly, truly a dedicated team of, of lots of people that make up that team. But um, there's lots of knowledge, you know, shared across that team. And not only do we know those platforms, right, but we do. We get on that personal level, I think, with the customer where I, some other providers may not, right? They just want to provide you, here's the server, I'm handing it off, I'm done. As opposed to, you know, we kind of, we get in the trenches with you, right? Hey, what's the issues that you're facing? And that's, you know, back to the account review stuff, right? So if we notice trends in support cases, hey, we're having SQL issues, Absolutely. Every, you know, every week for the last month. Well, okay, let's look at SQL, right? We'll dig in. We'll get with Jake and or the customer and dig in. Where can we help you with SQL specifically or a certain, you know, product or app or whatever it is. Right. So. So that's been a very, uh, a very wonderful uh, thing for, for me and my company. Uh, having this team to be able to reach out to uh, for for questions, uh, Kyle has truly been instrumental on every every step of the way. After I got to deal with William and Lee, getting this all in line, and then he was one that made the dream happen. Uh, it, it's it truly has been. You're great. the dream team, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you. One man dream team. <laughs> no, we we we're not just Kyle. Definitely, we have, it's definitely we not have, a one man dream. Okay. Definitely, he Tom, called me and I was up late with him. Kyle is the dream master. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll tell you this: uh, from dealing with William and Lee at the beginning, I was like, man, these this is such a great team. You know, I I did not want to let y'all go. I was like, look, I want to just want to talk to you two for the whole time. You know, as this as this progresses. And Will was just like, no, nah, it's okay. We got a good team. We got a good team. And I was like, all right, you better. <laughs> well, and, you know, and then it a, just got better. Or well, no yeah. more burgers and, for you. And Will. that's another thing too, right, is is you meet – sometimes you meet friendly sales engineers or, you know, friendly account managers on the front end, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get – You get sometimes. <laughs> I'm not talking about specifically here, but, you know, once – once they've you know once they've got everything sold they've promised the world right then you get yeah. into like an engineering team that's not really the friendliest or you know something like that and that's kind of difficult to work with sometimes right well and that brings up a good point as you know so we so kind of coming back to how we how we dealt with Jake with the Valuzo companies you know we we look at his needs we identify the right direction we think is going to be a good good course we then will size everything properly you know we we don't supersize things where we need to <laughs> wink, wink, wink. McDonald's, wow, you did that. <laughs> <laughs> but we right-size for the need, right? And then what we'll do is we, we, we lay out everything. We lay out the design. We create a statement of work, right, that we present to, to Jake. And actually, during our conversation with, with Valuzo Companies, we, you know, you came back to us and say, look, you know, this is great. Well, I understand the cost and where the cost is, but I'm going to have to do some additional justification to my management. And actually, that was something Lee and I worked on as well as other people in the account management team. It's like, let's size. Hey, if, if, if you didn't want to go with an operational expense with cloud, what would it cost you to actually go buy your, your own hardware, keep it in your building, and actually refresh? And through our business justification, the cost analysis, we actually came to the decision. I mean, we went out. We said, okay, we're going to get quotes from Dell. 
um, you know, or or another provider of, right. of hardware, another vendor, and said, okay, uh, let's see what it costs Jake if we were just going to refresh his hardware and put it in the, in the in his facility, and based upon you know keeping the room cool, doing all the whole. Um, the whole analysis of what really the cost was, we found that actually it was better over the long term to move to cloud. Oh right? yeah, it, it, the the average per month was just it was a no brainer. Uh, looking at just a, a a linear upgrade or a linear replacement in hardware over the you know five to six year time frame that you would be using it until you had to get it replaced, you know. The, the the value that we were able to see from Etel was, you know, it, it was just like, why why haven't we done this before? You know, like I said, it was perfect timing. I was like, well, this is the time. It was a good time also because you guys were getting ready to move to a new building. Mm -hmm. So That's you true. would have also have had to sh move all that gear and so on and so forth. So we designed, we designed, we, we designed the solution. And, and, you know, not only did we design infrastructure and, and the gear and cloud that you needed, but we also were like, wait a second, how are we going to connect your, your your central office to the data center? And that's when we got uh, Joey Goldsmith involved. With Joey, with Joey, Joey works more on the, she's still with, you know, part of Etel business, but she specializes in the telecommunications mm -hmm. business which is great because now that side of our company can assist with, with you getting uh, you move to our speed, high-speed internet. Get making sure we connect everything properly. So basically, we're extending the network that's in your office in, directly into our to our cloud. So we feel that was definitely a good benefit of having the combination of telco and data center in one. Oh, I'll tell you, Joey was instrumental as well. Just to be, she knows so much about everything. You know, her history put you know, brought her to the position she's in right now. And it's perfect for both sides because, like I said, she can understand either, you know, the the telco side and then the, uh, the uh, uh, cloud side. At that point, you know, she can, she was able to piece the two together with her, with her work and, uh, and then also in providing our, uh, our hardware, uh, our, our, phones yeah you know mm -hmm. we we had a, a different company that was uh managing all that and i went ahead and i actually called the that other company just assuming that we were going to move with them and uh and then joey was like hey look i can i can look at that too i was like i didn't know y'all even did phones you know she's like yeah yeah we we take care of that and so i was like well you know joey you want to go ahead and just write me up something and then i'll compare it and then uh i saw it it, it looked great and then two weeks later, uh, whenever we were moving in, we installed Etel. And then a few days later, I heard back from the other company. There you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, um, Etel with the perfect timing again. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So, again, we designed the solution. We help you justify the cost. We make sure you understand where the cost centers are and where the things are coming from. And then once we agree that everything is in good shape, we have statement of works done. Work done. Then what we do is, you know, we do go from an idea, and what we have a prescription from an SOW standpoint, we talk to, we transition to delivery services. 
typically what we do is I'll design the solution. I refer it to Eric. Eric double checks my work, make sure that, you know, I'm doing things right on my side, that everything looks good, and we check on just as we need. And then once we're in agreement that this is the right solution, things are sized properly. I typically say, you sold him what? (laughs) But there was never any doubt that that. you didn't do the right thing. We don't sell that. No, no, it's just, you know, you always have to have your checks and adjusts, right? Sure. If you don't, then you're not doing the the right thing. Um, but then we transition to delivery services. So we take our SLW, we sit with the, with the delivery services team, the delivery service, the delivery services manager. If we have to have a technical account manager, we have that person, um, you know, join the call. In this case, we didn't need a TAM, right? So we just integrated, we reached out directly to delivery services. We have basically a handoff call. Where if you guys have questions, right? You say, "Well, what, sure. what are we do? What, what do you what do you mean we're doing <laughs> well, and, this?" And and that's a you know that's a that's a, a huge key part in how we're able to make these things run so smoothly, right? Is the internal teams are all on the same page from the get go, you know, from start to finish. So that's how I think we're able to deliver that. Yeah, I think that's some of our our, our that's some of our key successes to be able to make sure we hand things off properly between teams. Right. You know, and and it's nothing is perfect. There's always things that we have to to check and adjust. There's things that, you know, we do make sure that at the end of the day the solution's right. right. Even if we have to go back and say, hey, we need to make changes to X Y Z, we do that to make sure at the end of the day the customers do, we're doing the right thing by the customer. Right. So, once I we think have, a key, I think a key to that really is the ability for us to hand off the solution that you've come with that I've double checked that the infrastructure team says is, is going to work to someone like Kyle who can read all that, understand it, and then execute. Yep. Right. I mean that's a key, and not only because Kyle can do all the technical work, but he can also do all the communications as well with Jake. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's that's somewhere where his team does so well. And that's absolutely true because once we do, once Lee and I build a solution, once you validate it, really we're hands off. We hand things off to Kyle. Once Kyle says, "Hey, I have the ball, right? I've right. got, I've got the, I've got the solution. I have the design. I know what to do." Pretty much, we go get off the field, right? And we let Kyle run the solution and work with Jake. And to, then it's my to time completion. to shine. Mm-hmm. Then it's your time to shine. Yeah. Um, and you know, nights. like I said, there's there's that's always right. challenges, right? There's always things like. You know, whether it's having to adjust resources last minute or maybe we have a dead synology that we're using to, to move gear across. thought we weren't going to talk about the dead synology. Uh, you have to talk about the dead synology. Things happen, right? No matter what solution you do, there's always going to be little things that throw throw a wrench into things. But the good thing is we're able to quickly adjust and, and get right. Right. on track and, and I, get get the solution out to the customer. And I think that's where, you know, we outperform every time is we overcome those solutions or we overcome those problems, sorry, you know, <laughs> to find the solution no matter what it takes, right, to get it done. So Yeah. So really I, I think, you know, our solutions that we provide to customers and especially the loser companies not only fixes pain points, but also helps grow the business, help support the business. To, to make kiosks and these new things that Veluzo companies is doing a reality. The other good point that, that working with a company like Etel Business is we're not just giving you things you need today, but we're continuing to look at things that you'll need in the future. You know, I mentioned going from private, you know, public to private cloud. You know, as we build more solutions, as we have more products that we offer, as we grow, We'll be communicating those things with to you, right, and with you to say, look, you know, we, we have this new technology we want to we want to help implement or implement for you. We think it'd be beneficial. Um, that's where it's instrumental for us to do road mapping, right, and say, hey, look, Jake, mm-hmm. these are things we're working on, and also not just tell you 
what we, we can do. And also, this is our direction. But also to hear from you saying, hey, Jake, what are the problems you, you're facing, right? Maybe it's something we don't necessarily have as a product, Mm-hmm. but something that we can actually help and build together and actually solve business solutions. Yeah, we experienced Business that. problems. Um, so whenever we moved one of our main servers over uh, into the cloud, uh, this was for you know our payroll. Um, it used a uh, very specific uh, platform called MVBase. And uh, we were initially getting these problems with timeouts because we use Telnet to, to connect through uh, our uh, BOVPN. And we were getting these timeouts and it was locking uh, client records, you yeah, know, yeah. Our, our customer records, and had no idea what we could do. And then I, I, out of the blue, I was like, I, I reached out to Kyle, started asking him about it. And he was like, you know, I think this is something that our network team can help you with. And and then after uh, a couple of days doing some troubleshooting, looking at different ways to do it, uh, we were able to figure out a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, and actually, Will, you were instrumental in that. It was whenever you and I sat down and had scotch that. Yeah. Night. So, I, you know, yeah. one of the things we ask all of so, our some of the best technical problems are solved with scotch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All technical Winston, problems. Winston Churchill once said, "I take more than I take more from alcohol than alcohol takes from me." <laughs> <laughs> so if you walk away from anything oh, yeah. with this, with this is a quote from Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually, uh, it's something. So kind of a side note of that, um, we used to do, and I used to do. I hadn't done it this year, but in 2017, I think in 2016, I used to actually have a standing, um, a standing, you know, after work hour at one of the local establishments here in Baton Rouge. Watering holes. Watering holes. Yeah, one of my favorite places <laughs> which was uh the Cove, which is a sky, it's a whiskey uh, bar, right? Rest its soul. Actually, it's reopening. It's reopening what? And the best thing is, it's right by my house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, literally I could basically technically walk from my house to stumble. the Cove. That's yeah. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 we won't stumble. But uh no, the, the Cove is actually reopening in the old French Quarter Daiquiris. Oh, on, building on Drusilla? No, no, on uh, on Essen Lane. Essen, oh, that's right. It's yeah. Essen. So um, they're actually moving every, all their inventory. They're basically rebuilding the cove in that facility. That being said, <laughs> I, I think I will now re-enable the Thursday after work uh, IT tech scotch discussion that I was doing for a while. Yeah. Uh, and that actually was really fun because I would meet with, with a few customers who would come out and, you know, I'll post them on Facebook or Twitter or something like, hey, I'm, I'll am i come meet you. And actually a couple of times I met What's some. great about that is you're, you're doing that just as, because you enjoy the scotch, but you also enjoy talk, talking about the technology. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it ranges in different various technical discussion, right? Sometimes we talk about work tech. Other times we talk about... Guitars. Apple and their $1,800 phone. And Tesla. <clears throat> Yeah, Tesla's. Tesla's. Yeah, <laughs> Thursday, Thursday pickup time. Oh yeah. Um, so anyway, that's just some of the benefit. I, I kind of off, off, off key benefits you get. Uh, oh yeah. From us. So. Um, I think we're gonna wrap it up today. We're about forty minutes into a podcast, so you know I think we got enough. Um, I think we have a good um discussion here, and um, we're gonna wrap things up today. So thanks, Jake and Thank Veluza you. Companies, for letting you come and do the podcast. Uh, as always, um, you can you can find us on the iTunes Store, right, or Stitcher Radio. 
Uh, and if you have any, if you have suggestions or want to have some topics, uh, podcast at etel.com. You can email us and we'll get those there. Also, uh, this podcast can be found if you're just going to stream it um, through a website. You can actually go to etelbusiness.com. I think it's slash podcast and find all the podcasts there that you can just listen over a browser. We prefer you, we prefer you subscribe, but you can get there too. Thanks a lot, Jake. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jake. Thank, Thank you all so for much, having me. <laughs> I appreciate it.